0: Travelers. I'm Zena your host, and I'm back with another captivating episode of Hostel Stories, where we unravel the incredible tales of wanderers from all around the world. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to my dear friend from Germany, Marius. So picture this, the sun-soaked beaches of Puerto Escondido, where I first encountered Marius, embodying the very essence of the traveling spirit lounging by the poolside, a beer in his hand, and an insatiable curiosity for life in his eyes. But beneath his carefree exterior lay a story of immense courage and tenacity that would redefine his journey. In this episode, Marius opens his heart to reveal a deeply personal journey, a fierce battle against a persistent bacterial infection that struck him not once but several times through Mexico and Guatemala. He guides us through the turbulent waves of emotions, from the initial shock of diagnosis to the unwavering determination in seeking healing across unfamiliar lands. This story illuminates the challenges of maneuvering through foreign healthcare systems, enduring countless treatments, and ultimately making the difficult decision to return to his homeland for medical care. But amidst the trials, Marius discovered profound lessons in adversity, His journey became a testament to the strength of the human spirit and the unwavering determination to continue exploring even in the face of unexpected setbacks. We explore his experiences, the moments of despair, the glimmers of hope, and the transformative power of resilience. Beyond the health struggles, our conversation ventures into the heart of travel itself. Marius and I share travel philosophies recounting tales of hitchhiking through diverse landscapes and finding solace in the embrace of unfamiliar cultures. We discuss how being far from home can magnify the appreciation for life's simple joys and broaden one's perspective on the world. So grab your favorite beverages, get comfortable and let Maris and me take you on a ride filled with laughter, wisdom and the sheer magic of exploration. This is Hostel Stories, my friends, where every episode is a ticket to a new adventure. Let's dive in. (laughs) And then I will start traveling. I want to go to a place I haven't been yet, to Guadalajara. And then I want to spend Halloween here because it's the biggest um, holiday in all Mexico, the Dia de los Muertos nice yeah yes, yeah i've been right. to mexico right. like five
1: years ago when there was uh, dia de los muertos in <gasps> mexico city it was pretty cool
0: how was it did you like
1: it yeah really nice like nice parade and stuff and i went to Cuernavaca near mexico city because my best friend got married over there and uh-huh. i saw some, like kind of like a festival looking party on the graveyard
0: uh-huh. This is pretty cool. We <laughs> had a party on the graveyard. Uh-huh. It's just the culture is so different and so interesting to get into it. And you know, like in Germany, everything is black, right? If you go to your graveyard, everything is black. But here in Mexico, everything is so colorful and people just love the death. It's crazy. But yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. But what are your plans? So I I saw you're back in Germany and I saw all your Instagram posts and I felt like oh my god what happened i felt so sorry
1: for you oh yeah yeah well like um, yeah first i was like for five months in mexico and um, in the end of mexico i got sick like got like a bacterial infection of my stomach and bowels and then i went to a doctor and he gave me like antibiotics so i went to guatemala Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and all the three like the total three months i I stayed in Guatemala. I like basically took like five courses of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So at the end of every course of antibiotics I got better. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, the bacteria didn't like survived and got me like bad again, like uh ill again. Yeah, that's been going on for like four months until like oh after like three months of Guatemala I went to Bogota to Colombia for just a week and I went. had to go to hospital there and I realized like I lost like 15 kilos it was just like only like bones and skin
0: oh and I really God. felt like I'm, I'm
1: gonna fucking die so that's when I thought like okay you can't push through through this anymore like uh-huh. I mean I kept traveling for four months still like being sick and I like, couldn't enjoy it fully anymore so I, I, I thought like okay I have to go home and oh. so I, realized, I thought like maybe my uh, insurance will pay for my flight home and so i
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, convinced them to pay for my um, yeah, flight home so and they did home, yeah business class
0: <laughs> oh my god you treated yourself i mean like, <laughs> like you were in a really bad condition but yeah. oh my god like yeah I remember when we met in protest you were already telling me that you didn't feel really really good right?
1: exactly. it started that's where it started
0: Do you remember, like, how it started? I think you told me you were in Sanctuary Supers, right? I
1: found out, like, after the fifth course of antibiotics, I agreed, like, on a um, very expensive, like, I don't know, 500 bucks or something, like, PCR test to Uh really find out culture and all this kind of stuff. Then I found out I have, like, Shigella. It's like a bacteria. It sounds like a Pokemon. The kind you don't want to catch, I guess.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it sounds Um, like that.
1: Yeah, and some E. coli bacteria, like, two different kinds. Oh, my
0: God. Uh That's all they
1: that like try to kill that with a special antibiotic. But with this antibiotic, like all this, like, I mean, like been through like three months or four months of antibiotics, my bowel and my stomach was like completely fucked. So the end that that was just like the stuff that I had problems with probably and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, but now I kind of feel like I've been out of hospital here for a week. They really got me back on. I gained like five kilos already doing a lot of sports, eating a lot.
0: And, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're getting better it's so yes. awful to get like anything when you're out there in like the, a foreign country and you're only by yourself and you don't know how to take care of yourself i mean of course you had a travel insurance which is the first thing everyone should do if they travel <laughs> abroad
1: it's not the first time i had to actually like yeah use it like uh-huh. I was like 13 years ago when I was 19. I went to Australia for two years and did like work and travel and everything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, but like, After the first seven months, I had a car accident and a three way uh-huh. broken pelvis. So the they sent no a doctor way. over, to buy me home and all this kind of shit Like cost like more than 20 grand. And oh, I had like, like so I was young, I only paid like 350 euros or something for a year of travel insurance. So yeah, I can uh-huh. highly recommend and I had to use it again. So
0: Oh, my God. Where is your travel insurance? Which company?
1: I was with uh, ADAC, a German company. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I have, But Oh, my God. Like, you really got your <laughs> health done in, uh, <laughs> when you yeah. were traveling. So this time I had to, I
1: had to like, like pay up front. Usually you have to pay up front because they don't, uh-huh. like... So I had to pay, like, in total, like, five grand.
0: So you haven't received it yet, right? They're just no still process. in the process. Okay, but yeah. they're giving think, it
1: to I mean, at the moment, I'm in Germany getting money from the government because I uh, I worked before. Yeah, but I might I might stay here like winter, uh, yeah. maybe just like Christmas and New Year's and then January, like last January, I also left. So mm-hmm. something like that.
0: Yeah, that's one good thing about Germany, the insurance when you're not working that you know, like the government helps you and at least you can stay at home and rest and yeah, take care of yourself. But oh exactly. my god, I'm so shocked what happened to you. Um, do you like do you know how you got the bacteria? Like how Oh the
1: you can get them? from like uh, from Ceviche, for example? and in mexico i had like ceviche i don't know at least like twice a week i would say so, really yeah yeah I really
0: got...
1: <laughs> the bad thing was i was vegetarian for 4 years like really strict mm-hmm. never ate anything like no fish nothing yeah and, and i went to mexico and started eating like yeah fucking crazy street food and stuff you know so really you but... were a
0: vegetarian before and then you started eating meat in mexico <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because i was in Mexico before and i knew what was going to wait for me and I mean, the Mexican food is pretty awesome. So
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, I went to a fucking OXO and had breakfast at OXO. And if you ever been to a fucking OXO in Mexico or anywhere else, you know that you're not going to find anything that's like any uh-huh. like healthy. healthy, at least at like, maybe all. some nuts
0: with like uh-huh. salt and sugar. And how did everything go? I mean. When I met you, you told me that you have the issues in your stomach. And I actually thought it because of Sanktisuba, but you didn't go to Sanktisuba. Yeah,
1: yeah, I wasn't Saint Chris, but it it might actually have started there. I mean, that's when I first got really sick. Yeah, but then I took like antibiotics and I was pretty good for like one and a half months. And then it slowly started like there's like some party going on down there, you know, like, Uh Yeah, I don't know. And then it got really bad. So Mm. then I decided hospital.
0: I actually looked it up because everyone in San Cruz is having stomach issues at some point, right? Like when I was there... I didn't meet anyone who didn't have anything and it just becomes so normal to talk about all the things happening in your stomach you're like diarrhea (laughs) and whatever it's so funny like you have no boundaries anymore at all everyone
1: everyone has a double there yeah
0: Uh and i was actually reading why it is like that and i read like because of coca-cola right they're like taking one million liter of water every day and they're taking out all the minerals and what is left is bacteria and there's such lack of water just because of this fucking coca-cola it's insane good. and everyone's getting sick i mean me too i got really sick there it was really bad but yeah for me it was good i got healed again but i'm so sorry for you to hear it.
1: and just heads up i mean all the journalists who speak out about it Um uh-huh. <laughs>
0: So, what happened when you left Fuerte Fret- uh, Escondido? You went to Guatemala, and how did everything go? Yeah, from I mean, Fuerte Escondido,
1: like it was always like I had some moments when I had like was full of energy, it was usually at the end of a course of antibiotics. So, like yeah. one day, for example, I did like a 24 kilometer hike, a thousand meter mountain just by myself, oh, okay. jungle track. And then like two days later, I was totally fucking sick again, you know, so oh. I would go, like and then like at the end of Puerto Escondido, it was the end of a course of antibiotics and I had some energy. So I went for a skate holiday in Mexico City for three days,
0: <laughs> so lay over cool. there. Anyway.
1: thought like, uh-huh. okay, just be there for three days then, and then fly to Guatemala City. Yeah, so I had like three days of skate holiday in Mexico City. It's really, really nice. I had like, heaps of energy like when skating like 12 hours for three days.
0: Yeah, I remember your Instagram stories. <laughs> you looked really happy.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. It's like a really nice, skatable city.
0: I actually didn't know that there is such a skate culture in uh, Mexico. But as well, when Street. we were in Puerto Escondido, you were skating quite a lot of time, right? And you met um, children who were skating with you. So, But what happened after Mexico City then?
1: Yeah, after Mexico City, I went to Antigua in uh, uh, Guatemala. It was up and down again, like... I was there for like two weeks, like going to the clinic and like, in, in total, I had like up until now, like 12 or 13 different consultations with doctors and oh like fucking a long, long journey. Um, Yeah. After that in Antigua, yeah, I tried to get healthy again, I guess. Mm. And so I kind of got stuck there. I mean, I traveled in in Guatemala a little bit always. Yeah. But I was pretty much based in Antigua. And at some point I also went to a Spanish school for like a, a month
0: Mm-hmm. And had
1: like four hours of Spanish school every day, and also lived with a family uh, in a hostel in, in Antigua or at the lake, Lake Atipan. Oh, yeah, it
0: oh, also went to the, yeah.
1: On, in Monterico, which uh-huh. is really interesting, by the way, where not many like gringos go, you know, like, uh, or
0: it's called Monterico,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, it's basically where the a bit more wealthy locals go, mm-hmm. so it's surprisingly expensive, it's more expensive than touristy place like El Paridon where all the gringos go you know so Uh
0: yeah I heard Guatemala in general is a bit more expensive than Mexico right
1: uh yeah yeah a little bit but I mean like Yucatan and Tulum and these areas
0: I mean they're fucking crazy it's fucking expensive here and I don't get it I don't know how the local people actually survive it's all about the tourism but nothing's about like the local people here
1: and I've been there like five years ago Mm was before covid And I think it was a bit different.
0: Yeah, I heard it too. I was actually talking with a friend who lives here for a long time. And she said, after, especially after COVID, everything changed here. Because all the crazy people came here to party during COVID. And it changed the place a lot.
1: More like, I don't know, weird vibe. I don't know. just like rich hippie kid vibe you know like
0: that's what i feel too it's really americanized a lot of fake spirituality going on that's really true but so you were saying so you went to guatemala and then it got worse again right
1: yeah yeah like up and down so every time after like two weeks every two weeks i would say like two or three weeks i would would be one course of antibiotics and towards the end it would be a little bit better and then it would be bad again so i I would like also mentally would be like very challenging because every time like i'm very positive you know otherwise i probably would have wouldn't have pushed through it like for four months and just ended my trip somewhere of course so every time i was like fuck yeah now i beat it you know like i just like hike this fucking jungle track 24 kilometers in one day or whatever Mm. you know like it just backfires and exactly good thing is i I met a really lovely woman over there so Uh i was with her for two and a half months Oh my
0: god, so
1: beautiful. Yeah, also like I did some trips by myself and did somewhere but we always would and she also did like some trips in Guatemala, but we would always meet up again. And also Uh at the end, uh, Guatemala, we had like a really nice weekend in Rico. kept the I don't know the morals
0: high, I would say. Yeah, I was wondering how it was because I mean, you were traveling alone at the moment I met you and I was wondering if there's anyone who takes care of you or if you're only by yourself, how was it? I mean, you stayed in hostels, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I stayed in hostels and went to hospitals in between, always for checkup or whatever. And consultations or like I stayed for, uh, with this family, you know, and it's like pretty nice way to learn Spanish as well. And also I didn't have like all the energy to do all this crazy stuff, you know, go party, Mm -hmm. climb volcanoes and whatever. I would just like, yeah, use my time differently and learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. I had like the energy to go to school every day, like for four hours, and then mm-hmm. stay with his family, only spoke Spanish. And oh, that's like, great. Yeah, three meals a day also. Oh like, my nice, god. Nice, nicely cooked veggie stuff. So, well, think, huh. so for four months I haven't even drank like alcohol or coffee. <laughs> like, nothing really? like spicy no meat no fish no just like the healthiest shit you could imagine like i don't know maybe that's the universe telling me you're like motherfucker what are you doing like
0: uh-huh. be careful
1: like eat healthy and all this other stuff
0: i mean like I was... especially if you're used to a vegetarian diet and then you go back to meal yeah. i think your body just a lot i found the food in mexico i mean it is delicious but at the same time it's so unhealthy it's crazy unhealthy like, for the first weeks, I really was going to my diet I had, like, in Germany, going to the gym and stuff like that. But then, at some point, when you go to places that they're not so big, it's getting so hard to actually find healthy food. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You can always find, like, a nice market where there's, like, good fruits and stuff. Uh-huh. You find some, some yogurt, maybe even. And...
0: It's fucking crazy. The problem with the yogurt here is so I'm addicted to yogurt, right? But even if it says no sugar yogurt, it is sugar added, right? There's nothing without sugar in fucking Mexico. It's so horrible.
1: Yeah, that's pretty hard.
0: Yeah. So, but you, when you went to Guatemala, the family also took a bit care of you, right? Like you weren't like. I told them
1: I'm vegetarian and also like, yeah, they knew I'm, I'm ill. So they took care. It was a good help, definitely. Also, a really good way to learn Spanish and also a cheap way. Like you pay like 200 bucks a month. No, no, a week, you have like four hours of school, like mm-hmm. one-on-one, with the teacher, and mm-hmm. you live with a family and have three meals a day. After that, I went back to a hostel because I just, I don't know, needed more action a little bit.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, um, but I came back for a nice um, for the birthday of my host mother. Uh-huh. And it was a 60th birthday. It was pretty nice yeah. party. <laughs> cool.
0: Do people from Guatemala as well party crazy as Mexican people?
1: Well, it was, it was pretty cool. There, were, there was like a mariachi band, fireworks, and with music and everything. It was pretty intense. And then piñata and all this kind of stuff. It was pretty cool. What I really miss about Mexico and about like, drinking alcohol in general, I don't know. Okay. And now I'm I'm grateful. I'm, like, I don't know. I got to pause of this because I got kind of intense in Mexico as well.
0: Yeah, yeah like, I remember.
1: Sitting <laughs> in the pool, drinking mezcal, smoking plants and whatever, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a crazy lifestyle in Mexico. Yeah, the moment I met you, you really were just enjoying every single moment without like thinking about anything, which can be really nice at some point, right? If you're on holiday, you just don't want to think about everything. But then it really strikes you when something like that happens. Especially if you
1: do it like for, I don't know, five months straight.
0: Exactly. like I, my- I worked
1: a lot, like like for like two years and like three jobs and was really like struggling with health issues there as well. And then I wow. like, I went to Mexico and thought like, okay, this is it. You know, now it's just like every fucking day, you're just going to do whatever you want. And it escalated. First, it was just like very, something very special, you know, nice. I don't know, I'd sit in the pool uh-huh. and do whatever or I'd go to a pool party and all this kind of stuff. And it just kind of got as a habit. So I just like did that every day. And then
0: mm-hmm. At some yeah. point, it kind of
1: as well and also get super unhealthy so
0: yeah exactly like everything has to be in balance you never should go to the extreme but of course like if you're living the easy lifestyle and in Mexico it is easy to live the easy lifestyle right like especially if you come from Germany it's okay let's be honest not hard to just not do anything and just enjoying life right but traveling for a long time man you should take care of yourself
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I try to balance it. Like at the, 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 in the beginning, it was really like, I got up early, did some yoga, some sport. And uh-huh. I mean, I, I was some skateboarding, which kept me fit. And I tried surfing yeah. and I've always like, had like at least like 15,000 steps a day because I would walk around the city or yeah,
0: yeah, like
1: yeah. be like totally lazy, but also yeah, like have a really unhealthy lifestyle, like eat meat again and all this uh-huh.
0: kind of stuff. Um, how was it by the way, the doctors in Mexico and in Guatemala
1: that's also, a, uh, I mean, a good point is, like, you have to kind of know what you really want from uh. the doctors, kind of. Otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, just, I, I heard Like, they try to sell you some some kind of, like, appointments with doctors you don't need or whatever. So, if you have, like, health issues, just don't. I would just, like, now, in res- retrospective, I would just go, like, if I had any problems, like, mm. I had, I would straight up go to a gastroenterologist and not to a normal doctor because there's so many like tropical disease that, that even the normal doctors over there don't even know about There's like oh, really? something for like tropical sprue like uh, really hard to detect like with normal tests you can't really find out it's just like all the other tests like if they're not it it's very likely that it's going to be this tropical sprue every doctor i met they had to re- read up on it on, on the internet really? as well
0: okay yeah. crazy and also
1: here like i went to a gastroenterologist like uh Straight from the plane pretty much here to hospital and to get gastroenterologist station or whatever you would call it mm-hmm. and was there for like five days or something and mm-hmm. they did all sorts of tests and they also said like we're not like specialized on this kind of tropical shit you should go to like tropical like clinic like in Hamburg or. Whatever. and there's so much stuff going on over there so i can mm-hmm. uh, like every traveler who listens to this i can just say like if you like have slightly just problems and it's like coming and going and whatever just like don't hesitate go straight to doctor go to fucking mm-hmm. gastroenterologist and pay for the test and <laughs> i get the back from your health insurance and it's it's really worth it because otherwise you can end up like four or five months later here sitting at home uh-huh. still like, not up to your game again just because of this kind of stuff you meet so many travelers you know like oh yeah just like after everyone i met after this you know just like who like kind of felt sick? Tried mm-hmm. to convince them like go to like uh, do a do test, do scope, do a quick stool probe. It costs like I don't know twenty bucks or something, fifteen bucks. And don't be satisfied with when they say bacterial infection. Find out what kind of bacteria, because uh-huh. even if they they gave me like so many like broadband like antibiotics, the the toughest shit you know, and it didn't kill it, until they find found out what it is exactly and kill it with some special antibiotic. That's what you do.
0: (laughs) Listen to Marius, guys. Always have a travel insurance. my mistakes. (laughs) I I
1: always have to make these mistakes. But next time, I mean, I'm going to be more cautious
0: for sure. Uh Yeah, it's just so interesting, right? Like what you experienced during your travels and how you learned from it. And I mean, like, so you're going to start traveling again, you said, right? In January.
1: Yeah, always. It's like always been my life, like to Uh escape. Every now and then, and just go on a big journey, and I figure like this: this trip is not over yet. I mean, I have yeah.
0: To and I remember it. you also said you have something like an allergy, right? Like a cold allergy kind of thing.
1: Oh yeah, cold oticaria or something like that. It's like uh, hives. It's called in English, Nestelsucht mm-hmm. in German. German re- uh, listeners, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a condition where you get like allergic to cold, pretty much. I found out when I was in Vienna and jumped into the Donau and the river, and then I just like got like like an allergic re- reaction all over my body, and didn't know what the fuck is that. And so yeah. at some point I found out what it is, because it's like every time when when I get opposed to a cold, and obviously yeah. being where I live here in the north of Germany, I mean the weather is pretty rough, and so I would oh my have God. like a yeah, and always like I would work outdoors as well, so like adventure pedagogy or whatever you would call it in English, like uh-huh. with kids uh, kind of stuff, I would always be outdoors, so so yeah this trip was actually meant to be like a bit more <laughs> like a i don't know like a healing trip it kind of mm-hmm. escalated i mean i had like really i really had the time to chill out and really like get my vision straight i would say whatever i think my purpose of life is and get my focus back on that that was really helpful but also relax a lot so and but the heat like the weather is like a big factor for me like and when it's warm i have like less back problems and also with this shit. So I thought like yeah, Mexico is fucking awesome. So it's a good start point to go to like, I thought like I go through Central America quite quickly, and then go to uh, like, uh, South America and do all all sorts of stuff. But then I realized that's not my travel style. Like, again, like I stayed like two or three weeks in every place in Mexico I went to. So I started in two weeks on Isla Holbox then three weeks in merida two weeks in Bacalar, and so on and so yeah ended up being five months in mexico you can
0: spend two weeks be, in bacala
1: <laughs> yeah but just say they're two weeks staring at the lagoon all day long
0: Oh my I God.
1: Got sunrise got in my kayak ah. and yeah
0: so beautiful but yeah that was one thing as well when i started traveling i was asking myself what i want actually from traveling do I want to rush and to see the things in Mexico and then go to the next country or do I want to stay at some places for weeks and get to know the people get to know the culture and yeah that's what I wanted and that's why me as well I'm such a slow traveler I'm staying in places for such a long time but for that I make a complete different experience so I definitely get why you got stuck too and your travel style is just not like that. Like uh, rushing, to seeing uh, all the tourists stuff and stuff like that, but making connections, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what you get when you stay longer in places. You connect with the people, oh, even like small places like Chakala. Uh-huh. and uh, just like ended up having like so many friends just like if it's just a street vendor who's always at the same spot like sending uh, selling tamales or whatever you know like uh-huh. getting conversations with people and that's what i love about traveling and just like mm-hmm. make yourself home at some random place
0: exactly and... like everything is home right at some point
1: yeah
0: it's so beautiful just and be
1: open to experience just like any kind of experience just so i like I don't make too many plans to so just go there, and sometimes I I went to places and didn't even like know what there is, you know, and then oh wow there's like a thousand meter deep canyon next door, wow uh-huh. like in in St. Louis for example, you know like what the fuck, <laughs> and then there's like so much to like explore, it's like an adventure, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's the beauty of like staying in places for longer because you're gonna meet people who're gonna tell you where to go, and then you go there. And then you meet yeah. other people and you just go with the flow and you end up at places you never thought you're going to be. And how, how are you doing now, by the way? I mean, how is your health right now?
1: Pretty good right now. I mean, like I've been out of hospital pretty much yeah, exactly a week now. And <laughs> first day out of hospital, I went to like skate park and skated for like three. Years, I <laughs> and so I would say pretty good. I'm um, like on my... Like road bike, like bicycle all day, mm-hmm. ride right around my city, visit people, go skateboarding, mm-hmm. do like a swimming, fitness. Mm-hmm. like.
0: And do you eat like special things now with a lot of probiotics or what's... what? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Also like, yeah, protein, plant-based protein and stuff.
0: Yeah, probably a lot of yogurt now. <laughs> so
1: I had like a lot of food I missed from Germany, so
0: me too i mean like i just spent six weeks in germany and i didn't realize how much i missed you know like like healthy food especially and just like food without sugar <laughs> what did you yeah. miss?
1: i mean f- something really random like when i was over there i, m- I really missed licorice so heaps <laughs> of different kind of licorice here in like germany and the netherlands like, yeah
0: it's so funny i've never met yeah. anyone who liked that i
1: oh, love that shit so yeah i missed it over there
0: but it's so interesting so now you're back in germany how is it the transition from four months of traveling going back
1: it's not my first time i did this the first time yeah. i ever did like after like two years abroad came back and thought like oh damn like what is my life right now but now i'm in a different age you know i'm 33 so I knew what I was getting myself into. Yeah. And I'm a very positive person too. So I'm just like, think like, okay, start over again. Last time was the same. Like after seven months, I had like a three-way broken pelvis. I got like Uh, rehab shit like three months and went straight back to Australia to get like the months full for another year of visa. uh So like, yeah, really buckled up and just like, you know. Start over again, mm-hmm. and I think that's like what skateboarding also like taught me a lot. You know?
0: Yeah, fall
1: mm-hmm. on your ass and just get up again and just continue where you start, uh, stopped.
0: So I never thought about it like that way, but of course, skateboarding is the best example, right? Like, if you're skateboarding, you have to be positive. You have to have a positive mindset. That's yeah, it exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you wouldn't eat concrete all day.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But how did you do it? Like you're staying in the place where you're moving before? Are you back at your parents?
1: No, I moved in with my, my with my mom's, but also okay. I got like a lot of friends here who have like a flat where I can like have room and chill. But mm-hmm. at the moment here, I got a spare room here at my mom's place. Nothing's better than like if you have to, like if you feel like you're nearly dying to go home to mama, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just- <laughs> oh my God.
1: Some nice food and have like some, I don't know, like nice bathing tub that smells like
0: flowers, uh-huh.
1: stuff, whatever.
0: Oh my God, just <laughs> like, treating like, yourself. Like,
1: especially after backpacking for eight months, you know, like, uh-huh. just, like a proper kitchen and like you can drink fucking tap water or whatever, you know, like it's just uh-huh. like can have a like, bathtub every day and like, yeah, uh-huh. I, for now I'm really enjoying it, but I also got like some really nice offers for some temporary flats.
0: Oh, Maybe in
1: Bremen, Hamburg, or Oldenburg. I'm looking for for flats. Uh-huh. So. Anyone listening to this having a nice flat, hit me up. <laughs> Cologne would be also nice, I guess.
0: I'm actually uh, thinking about moving to Cologne when I go back to Germany at some point. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like you experienced a lot now, and yeah, what I want to say for sure, like uh, being away from home. I I came back to Germany six weeks ago. Now I'm back in Mexico. But when I was back in Germany, like I'm always appreciating what I have, but now I understood what I have. Right. I came back to Germany. I I appreciate it so much. Just drinking the tap water. I appreciate it so much to have a bathroom in my shared apartment, to have a bathtub at my parents, to have, you know, like a clean kitchen and that's something we always take for granted right like we're not thinking about it like we have isolated rooms we have good windows and stuff like that we have the health insurance we can't go to the doctor there's no kids working on the streets
1: traveling shows you this kind of stuff you know like if you go to these kind of countries and just be more grateful for what you really got you know? exactly so Just like nice tap water you know and then you don't have and to just- buy bottled water all day and just waste a lot of plastics too and
0: Exactly, and just what you experience shows is the best thing that shows us how privileged we are, right? Like we have the privilege to have a health insurance, so you could even go to the doctor abroad. And I mean, look at the Mexican people here, or people from Guatemala. Then they don't even have the money to go to a doctor or have anything. That's something like I really started to appreciate. I never thought of me living in Germany for a long time. But now I'm like, whoa, Germany has much to offer.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: So what's your plan for January? Where do you want to go?
1: I don't know yet. I mean, my best friend or one of my best friends, he moved to India with his wife and kid. I might go visit him if I'm there. India is pretty big. Really interested in this kind of stuff, like read the Bhagavad Gita and all this kind of stuff, and yoga, and I don't know. Maybe that's like dig deeper into this kind of stuff. It's gonna be an adventure, and yeah, uh yeah, so I want to be back up to my game, like hundred percent, to go to India. In between, I'm probably gonna go and visit a lot of friends all over Europe, actually. So I got like friends all over Europe, and also Germany. For now, you can get like this forty-nine euro ticket. Yeah, just go to every big city in Germany and see the people
0: that's exactly what i did too and you know like that's another really beautiful thing about traveling you just meet so many people from all over the world and you just pinpointing in a map and you're like oh i'm going there because you know people everywhere it's so yeah, beautiful exactly. and travelers are always so that's welcoming true. like Mikasa, casa casa it's it's great
1: that's true you can always yeah. find a good sofa or something somewhere in europe it's super easy like i hitchhiked europe like a lot of times and Uh, i never had to really go on the street and put my thumb out just like be at a gas station on the highway and see someone like i don't know with a german number plate or something and just straight up talk to say like hey you know i'm just like hitchhiking right now
0: i never tried hitchhiking in germany i did new zealand but not in germany and i always thought that german people would be too um too careful to take anyone with them yeah I think uh, when
1: you're standing on the side of the road, but if you like I don't know sell yourself pretty well, I mean'm standing there with like I don't know like coming from a festival in Portugal or something from uh-huh. boom, having like a colorful shirt on and looking like yeah, like you're know, fucking it. not like too bad, but you know like I don't know, and then yeah. talk to someone and say like what you're doing, I think a lot of people really appreciate it and talk to the truckies <laughs> like they always need... <laughs> they're like on the road eight hours a day, you know Yeah, doing this. yeah, yeah so but be aware that you're not gonna like sleep for those eight hours you're gonna talk
0: yeah 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 i actually was hitchhiking as well with some like two or three truck people like it was in new zealand they had this big bunch of sheep in their truck so the truck was smelling like sheep right but it was so funny and yeah i would love to actually talk to truck driver maybe i can find someone maybe not in mexico because hitchhiking in mexico especially as a woman is not the best thing to yeah, do
1: not the best idea no.
0: No, but maybe somewhere else. That would be so cool. Yeah, probably in Germany when I come back. Wow, you already did so much too. It's so inspiring to listen to you, what you already experienced and what you've been through.
1: Yeah, always ups and downs. A lot lot of downs Uh, too.
0: (laughs) It's part of traveling, right? Yeah. As we conclude this episode, I want to leave you with a profound reflection. Mari's journey not only highlights the importance of health, but also underscores the incredible value of appreciating our well-being. Through his story, we are reminded that our health is the cornerstone upon which we build our adventures and dreams. Thank you for being a part of this episode of Hostel Stories. Your presence and engagement make these conversations truly meaningful. Remember, our travels are not just about exploring new places, they're about gaining a deeper understanding of the world and, in turn, appreciating the blessings we often take for granted. Traveling has this unique ability to broaden our horizons, revealing to us the beauty and diversity and the simple joys of life. It reshapes our perspectives teaching us gratitude, empathy and acceptance. It shows us what truly matters and how every moment of good health is a gift to be treasured. Before we say goodbye, let's take a sneak peek into our next episode, where we'll unravel the deeply personal story of my dear friend Uriah. Through her experiences, we'll explore the intricate relationship between identity, faith, love and acceptance. Uriah's journey as a homosexual woman navigating societal expectations and religious constraints showcases the immense power of embracing one's authentic self. Join us in our next episode as we venture into Uriah's narrative, a story that echoes the sentiments of self-discovery and appreciation for life. Until then, remember that every step of our journey is a lesson Every encounter is a revelation, and every day of good health is the reason to celebrate. To stay connected here and be the first to hear these incredible narratives, make sure to subscribe to Horses Stories on your favorite podcast platform. Your support means the world to me, and your feedback helps me continue to bring you these inspiring narratives. If you have any thoughts, questions, or stories of your own to share, I'd love to hear from you so feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Until then, keep exploring, keep listening, and remember, the world has so much to teach us if we are willing to listen. Safe travels, fellow Wanderers. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Somos